Hey, this is Nikki Rapp, the voice of Lily from Telltale's The Walking Dead, and you're listening to Entertainment Talks The Walking Dead's UK podcast. Welcome to the Walking Dead UK podcast. It's Entertainment Talks podcast for the Walking Dead World Beyond on AMC and Amazon. I'm your host Matthew. Joining me today, my co-host is David. How's it going? I'm all right. How are you? Doing all right. Yep, doing good. This is for season two, episode four. Family is a four-letter word, which caused me to have to change some uh, boxes this week because the title was so long. Uh, <laughs> what did you think of this uh, episode? <laughs> I enjoyed it. It was it was all right. I, I lost focus a little bit in places, but generally it was pretty good. We got um, the the sort of fight, finally got Iris and Hope back in the same place. So we had a conversation with those, although um, they don't end up still together by the end of the episode. We got a few more little reveals and bits and pieces. Um, we we're starting to see a plan form and them all kind of sharing information so we know kind of what they are maybe heading towards a little bit more um so i mean i still don't understand quite what the end game is yet but you know they're, they're, mm. it's, it's moving in sort of one direction it looks like we might be getting silas back with the group fairly soon uh that seems to be where they are going although there was a little interesting thing between him and dennis of sort of you know him revealing that uh he knew about huck so yeah i mean it's interesting um this week there's there's sort of you know more bits and pieces coming out and uh not that much of 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 julia armand's kublek she sort of pops up at the end this week as well yeah yeah um yeah it was a bit of a slower paced episode uh, I can't remember how long it was compared to the other ones. I actually didn't check for for a change. I usually do, but I I didn't this time. They're usually about forty five minutes, aren't they? Um, but it it was a it was a fine episode. Um, it's maybe now this this isn't me calling the episode bad, but it's maybe one of the weaker ones of the the actual series, just because we don't really get much that kind of happens. I mean, this this is more kind of I suppose character tension and relationship focused in terms of who wants to do what to who and who trusts who and who doesn't trust you know that 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 sort of thing as opposed to the last couple of episodes where it's like here's how we're going to cure the zombie issue uh which yeah. is not really big groundbreaking stuff so i kind of understand a little bit why they're doing that kind of thing and i suppose the thing is you can't really address the zombie thing every single episode because there's just, I, there's just not quite enough maybe to to do with that. But then there was some character stuff that needed to be addressed, I think, uh, in terms of when certain people join up together. And like we saw at the end of last week's episode with like um, what's his name, with uh, what's the uh, not Felix, the um, 
What's his the, name? The, boy, the boyfriend of Felix? The one that, that... Wanted, the one that wants to kill Huck. I forgot his name. For, oh, for uh, um, it, it is uh, Percy. That's the one, yeah. Uh, I could think of like <clears throat> everybody else's name apart from his. Um, of like him dealing with Huck or not dealing with it and uh, his interactions with Iris and stuff. So I understand what this episode was trying to do. It's just maybe... Um, I've, I've almost, this has almost brought me down to the side that's kind of agreed with what you said, I think, two episodes ago, which is that some sometimes if if you focus on the character interactions too much, especially in a YA drama, sometimes it doesn't quite hold together, um, or that you need a bit of a mix of both, maybe, because um, we didn't really get that many scenes like with Elizabeth herself, uh, but the scenes that we did get, it was sort of interesting conversations with uh huck again but um i don't know i think i felt it needed i felt like it needed a bit more than just the character drama but the character drama was still fairly good it, it was all right um depends on which characters you're talking about uh one of the more interesting parts to me was the uh the zombie set piece with uh silas and that uh outside that was that was quite good <clears throat> and seeing this kind of like training course yeah that he uh he went on that was pretty good so yeah it was a it was an okay episode it maybe just missed the mark slightly but i don't think the episode was bad per se no um do, do you agree on like it, it focused maybe a bit too much on the character interactions or how, how do you kind of feel about that uh, i i don't know i mean it, it it's a tricky balancing act it always is with these oh. sort of things um and we knew we were going to get a lot more character stuff this time because, you know, we had Hope and Iris together. We had the thing between Percy and Huck. Um, you know, we knew Percy, uh, justifiably, I think, wants to go after Huck. I mean, she did kill his uncle. So, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. It may, maybe a little bit too much, but mm. I, I don't know. I, I, I get it. You need to do something with them so mm. yeah. it's it's a bit maybe of a gear shift going from here's how we solve the zombie apocalypse to yeah here's like a bunch of character drama so um but yeah it was it, it was a fine episode uh, i do have two notes i want to bring up about next week's episode uh i read from the the actor that plays will um he said that there's a post-credit scene in uh, 205 so get ready okay. for that next episode obviously it's on amc plus or whatever isn't it so he was probably talking about it from that point and I, i've also i'm not going to say what this is but i've also seen a screenshot of something from next week's episode yeah. uh just because i you know go on twitter and people post things on twitter so uh, i didn't really it, it, it's something really really interesting but it's not something that's like oh it's ruined the show right um but uh yeah we'll talk about that next week when uh when uh when we see it <clears throat> um all right, that's what we want to do for the kind of pre-talk and everything. Uh, let's get into some content news, housekeeping, and then we'll get into the uh, recap thing here. See you in a minute. Hi there, and thanks very much for listening. Today I'm here to tell you about our two different affiliate links, the first of which is our Amazon affiliate link. That's where you can shop on Amazon. We can get a small cut of what you spend, but it won't cost you anything extra. So whether you're getting a gift for somebody else or treating yourself or maybe both depending on the occasion we can get a small cut of what you spend but it won't cost you extra you can find the link to our amazon affiliate link 
in your show notes. The second affiliate link for today is our Kualu affiliate link. If you want to get started with a website and a domain name of your choice, you can simply sign up with Kualu using the link in the show notes. They also have a live chat support system that's in the bottom right hand corner as well. So if you need help with getting set up, Kualu will be able to help you with that as well. The links for both of these can be found in your show notes for Kualu and the Amazon affiliate link. If you would like to get the ad-free versions of Entertainment Talks podcast and support us along the way, you can simply sign up over on our Patreon page. You can sign up either as a creator or as a patron. There's no difference there for the time being. And you can get your ad-free podcasts over there. It's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also support Entertainment Talk on Patreon at the $3 level tier. This gets you a chance to request a review from us of your favourite TV show or film. But it's one per month. So one TV show or film review per month. It's up to you which one you want to choose. We will watch a few episodes of the TV show that you choose. Or of course if it's a film we'll just watch that film and we will review that for you on that month and then when it gets to the next month you can request a new TV show or a film review of your choice that's $3 level tier that does also of course include your ad-free podcasts for the month as well thank you very much for listening and enjoy the rest of the show Alright, recently on Entertainment Talk, uh, we didn't do a Gaming Talk podcast yesterday. I know that's usually the first one that I bring up. Uh, The reason being, uh, it wasn't any sort of actual problem. Uh, Sony's doing a state of play today. Uh, It's going to be at 10pm UK time, so adjust that to your time zone. Uh, It's going to be at the same time me and Robert usually record, so we'll just record 20 minutes later. The state of play is supposed to be 20 minutes, so we're just going to record simply after the event actually happens. Uh, So we've just moved it one day from yesterday to today. uh, And we'll be doing it pretty much the same time. Uh, We do have other news and things to to talk about. But we thought we might as well just do that instead of saving it for the next week. And being several days late with that. So uh, that's that's what's going on with that. So look out for the Gaming Talk podcast later. And also look out for Sony's State of Play later. They've said that they're going to be focusing on third party games. So we'll see what, uh, what happens with that. Uh, other podcasts that we have done, uh, I did my first season review for uh, American Horror Stories uh, for the AHS cast. It's been about a year since I've actually used that, but the show's been off for, for a long time. Uh, COVID, I suppose, played a part in that. Um, that's the so American Horror Stories, for those of you who don't know, is a spin-off of the main show. It's focused on anthology per episode instead of per season. I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed the uh, shift in gear and the bit of a, a, a fresh change with, with that and everything. Uh, so really enjoyed that. So uh, you can actually listen to the first half of that if you haven't seen the show because the first half of the podcast is me just talking about the differences in the format and how it does work and, and that sort of thing. Uh, and then the second half is me getting into the actual episodes themselves. Uh, if you want to watch it in the US, it's on FX. Probably the FX on Hulu thing applies to that. And it's on uh, Star on Disney Plus in the UK. So really enjoyed that. That's been renewed, I think, for a second season. And uh, they've also got the American Horror Story Season 10, which I've checked out the first episode of. Uh, that's running now on Star on uh, on Disney Plus. Uh, over on the United cast, uh, Manchester United lost 5-0 at home to Liverpool uh, in one of the worst performances I've probably ever seen. Uh, just, just a complete... Excellent. 
yeah, just a complete and utter sort of disaster. Uh, there was lots of talk in the last two days about the manager being sacked, which I've been calling for for a couple of months. But uh, they are going to keep him for Saturday's game. Uh, why? I have no idea. You've got to remember we're run by the Glazers, so that should answer a lot of your questions. Um, but uh, yeah, apparently he's going to be charged in charge for at least the Tottenham game, if not the next three games, which seems bizarre to me. But um, yeah, there is no midweek game uh, either today or, or yesterday because we're not in the Carabao Cup anymore. So uh, great job with with all that. Uh, so that's the United cast. There'll be the game uh, Tottenham half past five Saturday. And I'm sure Tottenham are very much looking forward to that game. Uh, over on the Analyzing Television section, episode 14, I did an episode called The Netflix Strategy, talking a little bit about things I've uh, researched and discovered in terms of how they, uh, their strategy in terms of promotion, renewals, cancellations, how many, the absurd number of TV shows and things that they dump onto Netflix, most of which people probably never even find. So I talked about that kind of thing. It wasn't me moaning at Netflix, it's just they're a very particular sort of streaming services compared to everybody else, so I thought they'd be interesting to talk about. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I had fun talking about the uh, the differences with Netflix there. Uh, I finished the uh, third season of uh, Titans. It was on HBO Max. And uh, I gave it a skip rating. I really didn't like it again for slightly really? different reasons. For slightly different reasons to season one and two, it did uh, attempt to change itself somewhat. I do agree with what you said uh, a, a few months ago, but um, in terms of how they changed their story approach, but it still just really didn't quite work for me. Uh, so I've seen the third season of that. So you could check that out if you've seen that on uh, the website as well. Manchester United last week did beat Atalanta by three goals to two. So there's the other episode. Uh, gaming talk for last week. We talked about FIFA and EA falling out over money. eFootball, which is uh, Konami's uh, football game, used to be called Pez. That's launched and it's been a disaster. My further impressions of Psychonauts 2. And we talked about the future of video games. I uh, did a podcast called It's Time for Diversity to Lead the Screen. And you can listen to more of that if you want more information on that, uh, Fear the Walking Dead, I wrapped up the podcast after the first episode of Season 7, uh, so you can check that one out if you want to. And that's pretty much everything we've been doing on entertainmenttalk.org, and you can find us on podcast platforms by searching for Entertainment Talk. Uh, so this again is written by Emily Hanneman uh, from TV Insider. Uh, I don't remember editing, I edited this two days ago, I don't remember changing any words, but... Uh, yeah, interesting different start with this episode. We do get kind of a cold open, but it's not really a scene that's your normal cold open. So we're not going to sort of recap a cold open because it was kind of just like 30 seconds of people chatting quickly. So mm-hmm. uh, we're going to go on to this first bit, which is to do with Huck and Felix and the tension and everything there. Uh, tensions are high, of course, when Huck uh, walks through the gates. This is going to when uh, Hope and Huck walked back uh, at the at the end of last week's episode especially given how she left things with Felix uh, and because Will uh, would have a huge target on his back if this uh, CRM uh, knew he was alive because he's uh, discussed all that before but while Felix uh, does threaten to kill her someday um, which is just uh, a vague enough to imply it probably won't be Felix who does her in if if she dies uh, he does also uh, stop a revenge-minded Percy uh, from killing her, so Huck lives to fight another day. Yeah, so this is to do with the basically the tension within the group, which obviously there's quite a lot of. 
because everyone's kind of got a problem with uh, Huck in in some way. Felix doesn't trust her, um, and you've also got Percy, who you know um, Huck killed his uncle. Was it? Is Tony? I think. Yes. In the first season, uh, and then there's a scene. There's a scene sort of connecting to this that's a bit later, where Percy basically tries to shoot Huck, and uh, his aim is all over the place, probably because he's injured. I'm guessing, but uh, there's quite a lot of weapon sway that he's got with that. I was kind of wondering in that scene, like, okay, there's now three of you there. There's now Felix, Huck, and Will. Like, is somebody else going to get shot that doesn't intend to? Um, what did you think of the tension between, I suppose, these three characters? Well, I mean, yeah, it's it's understandable given, you know, um, Huck betrayed them. You know, there is that. Uh, Percy has every reason to want her, Huck dead. Uh, you know, because it wasn't just if it was just been like a betrayal of her pretending to be somebody she wasn't, that would be one thing. But she actually killed his uncle. So, you know, I mean, he, he has every right to want some form of revenge. I did wonder when we had that scene, you know, because um, Percy goes out after Huck and um, has basically got her lined up in his sights and. Uh, it's it's Felix and um, Will that step in, isn't it? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. That that sort of you know, uh, and uh, that leads to uh, Will sort of revealing himself to be there to Huck, which I think is the you know first time he'd actually done that because as he said, if he hadn't realised, you know, if if there is the potential that. Huck would go back and tell her mum and that's a issue but you know as he said later on it's kind of mutually assured destruction because Huck wasn't supposed to be out there anyway so if she reveals that she knows where Will is that's going to get them both in trouble so mm-hmm. yeah um but I did wonder when Will first stepped in front of Huck and sort of blocked Percy's shot whether Percy was going to attempt to fire through them and miss and end up hitting Will and, mm-hmm. you know, that being a whole thing. But uh, I'm kind of glad they didn't go down that route because that sort of, I don't know, would seem like unnecessary drama, I think, which we don't really need at this point. Yeah, yeah, because uh, that would kind of just add to more of the character drama. I know what you mean, like, because Will sort of spots something happening, I think, because uh, he goes to shoot him with his uh, bow and arrow, and I was like, wow, are you going to get him from there? But, uh, <laughs> yeah, but uh, I mean, you can obviously hit him, hit uh, an arrow from, from quite far away. You just have to put enough uh, height on it. Um, but yeah, there's that going on and like his weapon is swaying. I think it's because he's injured and stuff and that gun also looks kind of bigger than what he can kind of handle. Um, and yeah, you're thinking like, is, is Felix going to get in the way and he gets shot or he shoots through Will and hits somebody else and then that creates more drama and then somebody spots, uh, what's his name, Percy. Um, but he fortunately just kind of walks away in the end because mm-hmm. uh, he's kind of like switching between aiming at all three of them. Uh, and he's just like, no, I'm just going to sort of leave this. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought the tension between um, the the little bit earlier between Huck and Felix was quite interesting because he drops uh, a walker onto her or almost yeah. does and, and threatens her. So, because um, I, I, I just wonder, because I, I think uh, as much as Elizabeth is clearly a big, you know, 
element in in all of this because she could probably like find them and wipe them all out. <clears throat> I think uh, Huck is one of the more um, bigger sort of players in in this game because now this depends on on Elizabeth really, but she could like go back to Elizabeth and tell her all sorts of things. Uh, she could attempt to to like stay with the group, or like I I think Huck's got some big decisions mm. to kind of make. But then she also sees like what her mother is like, so it's sort of if she if she chooses to uh, chooses to trust one side, the other side might attack her. But then the other side, which is Elizabeth, is far more deadly because obviously she's got the CRM with her, and and Elizabeth herself is very uh, dangerous. Um, yeah, I think Huck's got some really big uh, decisions to to kind of make. So yeah, I mean, ultimately, I, I I suspect by the end of it, Huck Huck will end up siding with the group. Uh, you I know, think by the I, end, yeah, I, I yeah. think that's probably where we're going to end up. Mm. Um, you know, because there is the other issue of who wiped out um, Omaha, because Huck seems convinced that her mother wouldn't have gone that far, but we know full well she did. So yep. you know. Um, yep. and um iris does sort of posit that to her when they're having that conversation she she sort of says i think that uh the crm wiped out omaha and huck doesn't believe her and you you kind of you know she's like "I, i wouldn't go that far but then later on when we see huck talking to her mother we do see her sort of trying to question that and the mother shuts her down so I think towards you know a point of Huck probably turning on the CRM and uh, you know she does make the point when she leaves of of saying to Will you you know and to uh, Felix I'm the only friend only thing or closest thing to a friend you've got in the CRM so which is true I mean you know mm-hmm. um, I I don't know if this is a fair comparison but it's the one that I've got at the moment. Anytime I see Elizabeth talking, now it depends who she's talking to, because obviously that type of political figure will talk differently compared to who, it depends on who they're talking to, right? So like she'll talk to the camera differently than she'll talk to Huck, but then if she saw somebody like uh, Felix, she'd probably talk to him differently. She kind of reminds me of like that, that sort of nasty political figure that just kind of and I was gonna, I was gonna use like Trump as an example, you know, in, in sort <laughs> of just, uh, you just get this really deadly feeling from her that she's just gonna do anything she can to, to get her way. Even even the way she talks to her own daughter is like, I don't know. It's, uh, I mean, I don't because Trump has got kids, isn't he? I don't, I don't know what he's like with with them. I don't remember seeing yeah. too much of that in his. Was it four years that they they yeah four years each that they get in it. Um, I remember hearing things about what was his name Donald Trump Jr. I think, yeah, which is like a lazy way to do that. But then it's him, so I'm not surprised. <laughs> <laughs> but do do you get that like deadly person political feeling from her? Because it just it comes off so strongly for me. Yeah, I mean, she will talk obviously in public differently to how she talks to everybody else around her, and um. I mean, the the other thing we don't know, I mean, we know that she's responsible for wiping out the campus colony. We know she's responsible for wiping out Omaha. Um, we know she's not admitting that at the moment publicly. Uh, but what, what we don't know is the reason that she actually did it. 
you know, um, that's still not particularly clear, I don't think. They've not really explained that. We know she she wiped it out, but she must have had a reason for doing that. And we don't really know what that reason is. So I think that's the other interesting thing that's got to come up at some point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just want to say as well, before anybody says to me, like, don't get political with this, we, we've already gone way past that point. <laughs> you know? <laughs> in terms of, in terms of the, I mean, like, Fear the Walking Dead doesn't really quite do this so much and the walking dead doesn't really have like a like a full-on political figure the way that elizabeth does i know that with uh fear the walking dead victor's starting to kind of become like that at least from what i saw from the first episode of season seven but you don't really have the same type of of characters would you would you agree if you look across like across the shows yeah i mean i i think that's probably true and all all these things, whether it's sci-fi or fantasy or, you know, something like this, they all have a political element to them because they're all allegories for things. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it's the same with pretty much every single type of, you know, genre of, of this sort of genre. Pretty much every single sci-fi is an allegory of something. Mm. So, Especially when you've got big military groups and you have people in charge of them. You're going to get characters like that. So Mm. anyway, uh, while all this is unfolding, Hope and Iris have a few teary conversations during which it becomes obvious they're no longer on the same page regarding the CRM, where Hope once wanted to burn it all to the ground because that's what she initially kind of went there to to start doing. That's why she made all those notes. Uh, She now thinks that her father is happy being surrounded by like-minded individuals uh, and she wants Iris and Felix to come with her so that... He'll stop causing uh, a commotion about it, which could maybe get him killed. Iris, on the other hand, <coughs> excuse me, sees the CRM as the enemy and has no intention of entering the, that campus. If she's not going to blow it to smithereens, uh, they've reached an impasse. They just don't agree. And uh, even by the end of the episode, Hope leaves dismayed without her uh, sibling. Her sister won't be swayed. Promises of seeing her father again or, or not. It's kind of, uh, yeah, not not swayed her. Uh, I kind of understand both of their angles, but I think Iris is the one that's making more sense because I, I, Iris and Felix are basically trying to tell her, like, look, if we get into there, we might not come back out, mm-hmm. which is very, very true, especially for somebody like Felix. Like, Iris, you could see Elizabeth allowing in there, possibly. I mean, it's hard to know exactly what Elizabeth would be okay with. But, um, yeah, I think if Felix went back there as well, that would that would really cause some... Uh, some problems uh especially because would elizabeth would know about felix and will wouldn't she so she'd probably have some questions about obviously what happened with will so yeah i fully understand where felix and iris are coming from with this but um yeah i mean i i I do think by the end it's going to be a case that this group wins with a few sacrifices i do still think a few characters are going to get killed off by the end and we have a question about that later but uh what did you think of the, the both sides of this uh argument or discussion rather? yeah i mean i i think <coughs> there is more and more bits of information that are coming out every time and um you know everybody seems to n- the, the advantage of these characters meeting is they are exchanging those bits of information so you know hook now has that question landed in her head of well did her mother commit mass genocide 
um, which is something that, you know, she was prepared to believe it was taken over by walkers before, but now we don't know. Um, Hope's reasons for going to try and get Iris to come back initially were because of her father and you know they don't want him to rock the boat so much so she i think ultimately would probably want to see the crm uh, either brought down or changed in some way but she's trying to play a slightly longer game and i think she does see that there is benefits to some of the stuff that they're doing but you know there is the issue of if they wiped out an entire like millions of people or however many it was in Omar, then you've got to do something about it, you know? So, mm. um, I, I do get both sides. I get why Iris was there. Uh, and, uh, but I also, I think I kind of agree with you. I think ultimately you're going to end up with something happening to the CRM. I don't think the CRM are probably going to win in the end, whether that's just Elizabeth removed and them going in a different direction or whether that's the entire CRM being brought down. I don't know. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, cause at the moment they don't really have any evidence of things in Omar, because I think that ultimately is the thing. If it, if it comes out that they were responsible for that, ultimately that's the thing that's going to probably make the whole thing collapse. But uh, how they get evidence to prove that i don't know mm. yeah it's it's gonna be i mean we, that's why we still have episodes after the show so that you can figure this yes. out but um uh but yeah it's gonna be an interesting case of i think just biding time a bit trying to recruit some more people at the least i think um trying to get you know silas back in the group maybe trying to get uh is his name dennis yeah because he's in the next two, the paragraph after the next one. Um, trying to get Dennis on their side, and then getting Huck to, you know, get getting everybody kind of on their side, I think, is going to be maybe the first thing to do. Maybe even the three kids that are in the, um, in the group with Silas. I don't think they've actually been given names yet, but uh, I think you know who I'm talking about. Yeah. Get, 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 get as many people. It's almost a bit sort of um, <clears throat> season seven of The Walking Dead, where it's like trying to convince Ezekiel to get on on their side and you know build an army for 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 a kind of big fight. Because um, I suppose that the other thing they've got to wonder is how big is like Elizabeth's group and the CRM. Um, do you think they're like a massive massive group? Obviously they're a very powerful like military group, but n- numbers of people is kind of the uh, the big thing as well. So um, how how big do you think the CRM actually is? It's kind of difficult to say. I mean, yeah. you know, we, we know the three circles things were sort of three different um, connected groups. And one of those was the Omaha, was Omaha and the campus colony. That actually is one of the circles. We know there's Portland, which is the, the other group. And then there's the CRM group as well. Um, I mean, the CRM seemed to be just that campus as far as we're aware that you know that that seems to be the military branch of this three circle group thing um so i'm guessing then not necessarily huge but they are probably the best armed out of everybody and they've got all the toys 
and ultimately they've got the scientists who are probably the best bet for any possible solution to getting them out of the you know the crisis in the first place so uh, yeah i i don't think there are necessarily it's, it's about numbers with them i think it's about training and armament more than anything else mm. yeah plus our group could you know do with some guns because they haven't really got any so yeah and and some decent armor because the crm has uh got them beaten on that front at the moment so yes uh elton has a bit of a breakdown at seeing hope again uh remember hope did unknowingly <coughs> kill his mother uh which uh was she which she revealed to him last season that was one of the big like ongoing early stories of the season uh as he runs off horrified of having to talk to her talk to her uh in the woods he meets uh his new pal um asha i think this was the same person he met with last week that were part of that group him and percy run into right, yeah. the, the daughter i think uh outside a tent filled with medical supplies from the crm she says they're dialysis meds for her which she keeps outside the community so that people don't look at her differently uh elton's moved and he calls her brave she doesn't know uh sorry he doesn't know however uh, that the medicine is really for asha's uh mother uh and she lied to keep the secret from getting out um yeah an interesting bit of sort of development for for these two i mean because at the moment you'd look at asha as a, a bit more of a red shirt wouldn't you so i suppose if this yeah. is sort of them trying to build the character up again we again we just talked about numbers and trying to get a big group and those two as well the the son and the daughter uh asha in this situation would hopefully be a part of that uh i mean you'd you'd assume that everyone at this little uh camp group i don't know if it's got a name um yeah, uh, that uh, that they'd all be like willing to fight against the uh, the CRM probably, given how sort of under duress they are from from them, because there was well, the yeah. the the dad or the 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 guy that was in charge before saying about like how how strict everything was. So yeah, if this is the if this is a case of building up, trying to build up characters, uh, so that they're not all red shirts and trying to get Elton to interact with her, I I think this kind of worked on on that front. What would you think? Uh, yeah, I think it it adds an interesting dilemma, though. That's I think that's the purpose of doing this because mm-hmm. um, Asher is now in a point where her mother needs the CRM to get medical supplies. Right. So if it comes down to we're going to take down the CRM, that potentially means that her mother is that will kill her mother in the process. Because if they take down the CRM, that could mean no more dialysis drugs and no more dialysis drugs mean her mother dies. So it it adds an interesting sort of bit to the motivation of Asha and her mother of why they don't necessarily want to rock the boat too much and make yeah. it, you know, and why they are prepared to let the CRM kind of walk all over them to a certain extent. You know, they've got this agreement in place of they're allowed to sort of, you know, they were there first. So the CRM have sort of allowed them to stay there. Um, and they don't really interfere with each other. Their job there, you know, the CRM have said, OK, if anybody get close, turn them away. So that's the, the sort of a, a front line of defense a sort of soft front line of defense basically against the uh the crm um or people coming into the crm that they don't want there so that's the sort of setup at the moment and 
going to take down the CRM, though, it's not just about, oh, well, we're going to change the status quo. We're now upping the stakes to say that could kill Ash's mother and, you know, yeah. who is one of the leaders. And so that may speak to one of the people in the community turning, uh, either Ash's mother or the father or Asha herself, um, maybe turning them into the CRM. Um or certainly having that dilemma of which way do I go here? Because, you know, whilst I agree they're monsters and, you know, if it, if it gets to a point where the she's sort of, yes, they are monsters, but they're also saving my mother, what do I do? Hmm. Yeah. So, again, lots to sort out, but that's what we have episodes for. So, yeah. Um, but that was, it was an interesting little thing. And I, I do like Elton and using a character that I like to put another one up get scales I suppose uh, is, a, is a pretty good way to do that so uh, we <laughs> shall see how that uh, how that unfolds um, Silas uh, bonds a little bit more with his boss uh, Dennis in this episode over their shared love of rock music and the fact that Dennis uh, stitches up the teen's um, injured hand uh, Silas seemed to be I mean I've never I don't recall having any, any injuries actually stitched before but it looked like Silas was in a fair bit of pain um, have you had any injuries like stitched before? Uh, not since I was about three years old. No. So. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Um, I just wonder because some sometimes I see certain characters they get, have these stitching scenes and they seem like they're just I don't know in a lot of pain. But I I don't know what that's well, like. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but Dennis is stitching up uh, Silas. Um, he tries to leave the stadium as well. I wasn't exactly to to me this wasn't exactly clear as to whether it was for. A walk or if he wanted to leave or i i, I was just confused as the actual i group. i think he actually you know he because this this bit is actually after he's gone through the training grounds and i think that's him like going screw this i'm gonna go yeah um and, yeah. and i'm gonna try and find the group so yeah i think i think that was relatively clear that it wasn't just him going for a walk he was actually kind of he was trying to leave hmm. certainly the conversation afterwards seems to point to that yeah, uh, tries to leave the stadium, but the group of uh, other teens uh, who are there to stop him uh, vowing to teach him a lesson. That's how he winds up in a carnival-themed emporium of walkers. Uh, they don't have teeth and can't hurt anyone, which I didn't actually realize until they actually mentioned it. Yeah. Uh, um, surprise! That's their training grounds, and the others were just messing with him. Uh, Dennis, on the other hand, isn't messing around, and he tells Silas. He uh, gets one screw up, so one strike, I suppose, and uh, and leaving it kind of at that point. So mm -hmm. with with the two of them, so he's not allowed to mess up again. Otherwise, something even worse happens to him. Maybe he gets to talk to Elizabeth. Who knows? Um, I thought these were quite good scenes. I thought this um, yeah. the the two because there's kind of two zombie set pieces that are tied in with this. Uh, the first one is you've got a little bit, a, a few more walkers out in this sort of coal field or whatever we're calling it the outside bit where they try and collect the walkers and then you've got the uh emporium one um again it's uh with, with this mechanic with the uh spear-esque sort of thing that they've got just doesn't i, I i'm just not sort of convinced by that but i suppose it's got its own uh particular purpose mm -hmm. um which is basically to sort of like squash the the, the zombies heads i suppose but it, it still just looks kind of awkward to me 
Um, which uh, I know you're not really a zombie set piece person in the same way that I am. Which which did you think was better, the the Emporium one or the the one that was outside? Uh, I quite like the one that was outside. I think the that that sort of you know, um, an interesting way of getting rid of the you know the surrounding zombies sort of draw them all in with music and then kind of just you know blow them up and butcher them um it's an interesting way of culling the herd i thought yeah yeah definitely um so yeah, I, I thought these scenes were, were pretty good uh i like the relationship if you want to call it that between silas and dennis mm-hmm. uh him kind of warning him and everything uh do you think silas will mess up again and do something or do you how do you see this kind of going well i at this point, there was the other interesting thing, like I mentioned earlier, is the fact that Silas kind of mentions Huck in this conversation. And we know Dennis is Huck's ex-husband um, or, you know, on off husband, I guess. Um, so, yeah, I that that's a sort of interesting. I, I'd be really intrigued to see where this actually ends up going. Does Dennis go back and mention the fact that silas is there uh there is also a conversation with between um will and felix about uh, you know the the fact that they now know where silas is and um will mentions that oh well if silas is where i think he is we have a way of getting them out so it's clear that silas is you know whether he messes up himself or whether this ends up him doing something when the rest of them get there i don't know but i i mean it it seems to be pointing towards we'll find a bit more out about that next week probably yeah yeah so but yeah quite an interesting interaction between the between the two of them we'll see where that goes see if huck gets uh back involved with that um again there's there's lots of sort of ongoing conversations and things to where characters are going to start meeting up probably and and we'll see yeah some of that stuff kind of goes so yeah um before the uh main group departs will reveals himself to huck in hopes that he might convince her not to trust the crm uh felix chimes in too saying that her mother is lying about what happened to the campus colony huck of course won't hear it but she does uh go back to the community and ask her mum for more details about what happened uh elizabeth is not uh, in a motherly mood i like the way that's put because that's pretty accurate yeah. uh, and and snaps at her daughter saying those details are above a staff sergeant's rank yeah she's not in a motherly mood at all is she Uh, as the episode ends huck's faith in the crm is clearly shaken even more than it was before and she might be about to turn back to the good side which is what we kind of talked about in terms of eventually some point down the line she's probably gonna have to go back to the uh our main group and so against her her mother uh then she had there's a scene where she gets her arm broken at the end which i thought was uh interesting um yeah i i I mean i i do really enjoy scenes with elizabeth just to see how she talks to people and her kind of her manner and how um what's the actress's name julia or ormond or ormond yeah um her acting's really really good i i think really convincing in terms of this just nasty political figure that you wouldn't want to get on on the bad side of not just not just because she's in charge of a military group but because she'd probably quite easily get you killed uh, and they're just their dynamic in terms of, in terms of that sort of 
uh, political person and motherly balance, which obviously it was all one side in 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 this scene. But uh, it, it it was funny watching because she's recording this message, isn't she, for this camera? Uh, Elizabeth talking about how they hope to do better and all that kind of that that that, that type of thing we usually see on the news where we see like Boris talking about hey we're going to do better for this thing and that thing and you know that that normal kind of uh political talk that we that we tend yeah. to see um one one little kind of funny point to me so a uh, hawk kind of walks in the room she sort of stands by the door elizabeth finishes her speech she walks in and hucks like so elizabeth is like oh i didn't kind of see you there um and i was like really you didn't see her standing by the door but that was uh that was yes. quite funny uh yeah, what do you think of Elizabeth and uh Huck here? Yeah, I mean this I think as we said earlier, the you know, she had this conversation about the fact that, you know, her mother is lying about the the colony and she doesn't want to Huck doesn't want to believe it, but she clearly has taken that on board because when she goes back she asks, you know, for more information and her mother is refusing to give it so yeah i think we are coming to a point where huck is probably going to end up helping them you know we they she made that point earlier about i'm the only friend inside that you have um or the closest thing to a friend inside that you have so i i think yeah you are going to get to a point where huck is going to end up helping the group in one way or another um you know so we'll see but yeah, I, I'm still not entirely sure, as I said before, where this is going to end, you know, uh, whether it's going to end with the entire CRM gone, whether it's going to end with the, you know, Julia Armand's colonel gone. I don't know. Mm. So that's going to be interesting. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. That's the end of the episode. Um, some Some interesting stuff, definitely. I just thought it was a bit a bit of a hard sort of shifting gear from what we'd had in these first couple of episodes to this kind of character focused episode um but it was still it was still a good one and i'm obviously going to be back for uh, next week's episode as well um which i think some of you will find very interesting if the screenshot that i saw is uh, uh well i don't think it was fake so anyway we'll, mm-hmm. we'll we'll talk about that next week uh let's get on some emails feedback and whatnot see what uh you've all been saying if you'd like to have your uh thoughts feelings questions comments uh read out on the show uh you're more than welcome to do so you can either email matthew at entertainmenttalk.org or you can find us on twitter etalkuk there's a contact page and there's also information in your show notes also two simplest ways to email us if you look on the post for this podcast if you scroll down a bit there's a big email box you can't really miss it uh, you put your name, email, and message in there. You can click send on that, which a few people do actually use anyway. So you can use that. Or you can copy and paste or click on the email name, which is also in the show notes. So uh, take your pick of what you want to do. Uh, Hassan says, a bit of a strange episode. Not much happened. Just wanted to say thank you both for your The Walking Dead coverage. I understand why, but it's the same. Matt isn't doing fear anymore. Um, yeah, I basically just thought I was going to get the same thing for eight episodes that we had last season so i i i did look at that i understand what you mean i did look at that as sort of because l- last year right when we had the walking dead was it season 10 finale that that october time and we had fear starting and we had well beyond started and i was like right i want to have a platform that's like the definitive place for the walking dead because we were going to cover all of it and we did 
and I wanted to do that this year as well for for the shows, but that doesn't mean I have to tie myself down to uh, to a particular show. Um, and I just thought it was going to be a season where I was moaning about the same things over and over again, and I didn't want to do that, and I don't think people want to hear me do that anyway. So, um, but yeah, it's just it's just kind of what happens. So, um, any kind of thoughts on that at all? No, I mean, if if you're not enjoying it, I mean, the end yeah. of the day. Yeah, we try to cover things that we like. And if you're not enjoying it anymore, then, you know, or if you you feel that it's just going to be you moaning every week, it's probably not worthwhile you doing it. I entirely get that. Um, you know, you could you could watch the whole season and do a one episode like wrap up when it finishes, maybe. But I mean, you know, you do whatever yeah. you think works for you i think definitely in in like three years when it gets renewed for a lot lot more seasons yeah (laughs) yeah how many seasons do you think fear will have because it's on seven right now um surely surely it can't last longer than the main show i don't know i mean because fear arguably sort of becomes the main show unless the daryl and carol thing becomes the main show afterwards i mean you know, Fear is the longest running one. It wouldn't be unheard of, uh, you know, a spin-off show to last longer than the original. It's happened with some of the procedurals. So, yeah. um, I mean, it it could go on. I mean, it's difficult with Fear because it's changed so dramatically. Oh, yeah. From what the original concept of it was. That... I mean, you could end up moving half the cast from the main Walking Dead onto Fear and carry on, and it would still work as Fear the Walking Dead. So I don't know. It's there's nothing. The problem with Fear is there's very little that's unique about it over the main Walking Dead show at this point. They're very very similar shows. Storylines obviously are different, but there's you know the. the the thing with well beyond is the fact that it's got this sort of youth element and it's telling a very specific story that was written across two seasons with fear in the main show there's i don't think there are separate angles they're just two different bits in two different areas of the walking dead universe there's no specific agenda i don't think for either of them if you get what i mean you know they're they're just sort of and they're not copies of each other you know the storylines are obviously different but there's there's nothing overly unique about like one or the other they've kind of become just more of the same which i mean is not necessarily a bad thing it's just you know if they're going to start expanding things it's like with the daryl and carol show we've said before we don't just want it to be a continuation of the main show with daryl and carol as the leads it needs to be something else so mm-hmm. yeah it's funny thinking back i mentioned this on the wrap-up podcast i remember when uh fear the walking dead got commissioned and we all found out kind of what it was going to be or at least at first what it was going to be and one of the main sort of selling points that they tried to have was this isn't going to be tied to the comic books and it will have a lot more freedom because some people were uh, getting a bit more annoyed with The Walking Dead because it was so tied to the, the comic books, which is arguably its it guide, really. Yeah. Of like, okay, you can kind of make your own, you know, like Daryl's a completely original character. 
and uh, other storylines that have happened. But you still get to certain checkpoints and certain villains, certain locations, right? I actually think with... Because uh, even with this show, even though it's not based directly off the comic and it's not an adaption, it's got a specific idea and a goal and a specific time yeah. frame as well for the two seasons. With fear just can being completely hands-free and like we can do whatever we want, I actually think, think it's been a bit to the show's detriment because it's not really had a guide. Because as much as you want the creators that you've got, like the writers, showrunners, all, all those sorts of people, to have creative freedom to tell the story that you want that they want to tell, you still need somewhat of a guide, and Fear doesn't have any kind of guide. It, it, it has stories that go on, and it has things that happen in the season, but there's no sort of, okay, we should get to this checkpoint by this thing, and, you know... Well, yeah, you see, I mean, I, Fear has had some interesting ideas along the way, Um you know, I mean, the original premise being it was set at the start of the outbreak, um, you know, but as we've said before, they abandoned that fairly quickly. One of my favorite ideas was the uh, the whole sort of trucker section that they had of them setting up, you know, being a sort of almost a team of the walking dead of, of being uh, a group that is there to help people. And they had those different sort of supply stations. And the idea was that, you know, they had a few, they had almost a sort of half a season of them, them kind of going out and responding to calls and helping people. And I really liked that idea. I thought as a, as a premise, I thought that was actually quite a nice, interesting, different setup and gave it a format and then, of course, they abandoned it for something else. And now it's back to being about, you know, a group in a community and, you know, warring with each other and all that sort of stuff, which is pretty much the same as what the main Walking Dead show essentially is about. So um, it hit on an interesting, unique idea and then dropped it. So, yeah, you know, um, yeah, it's it's I mean, I I haven't actually started the new season of fear. yet. I have got access to it, but, you know, I haven't actually started it yet. And it is now on um, Amazon video, not Amazon Prime, Amazon video, if you want to go and buy it. But, um, yeah, I I don't know. It is just sort of more of the same um, mm. rather than being something unique, which I think is a bit of a shame. Yeah. Uh, let's go to the next one. Uh, Abed is back and writes in, says, uh, so no character death so far this season. I think you're correct. Um, who's the next to go? Um, well, I think the next person to be killed by somebody, or the next person that will kill somebody, I think will be Elizabeth. Uh, the next person to die, I think Felix and Will need to be careful. Yeah. Um... I, 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 although I did predict like Elizabeth doing something to Huck, I think it's too early for, for that to happen yet. Um, that feels like more of an episode nine ten sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, I could almost see Huck and Elizabeth taking each other down. Um, mm -hmm. but yeah, I think Will maybe more with Will than with Felix, but I think those two need to be very careful. Uh, I think the sisters are are gonna be all right although you could maybe kill off one of those and have the yeah. other one living and thriving but by the end uh i don't really see like i mean maybe maybe percy i don't see elton or silas dying necessarily i know that silas is arguably in a lot more dangerous situation but i think there's still some story left to be told with him but the the two the 
two at the top, I would put Felix and and Will. Um, yeah, leaning more on onto onto Will just because of yeah. what happened with him and the CRM. If Huck decides to betray them, um, yeah. So that's that's who I'm going to go with. How, how about you? Yeah, I'm kind of with you on Will. I think Will's names are potentially numbered. Uh, I mean, the twist on that could be that Felix steps in and ends up getting himself killed. Saving Will is the other option for mm-hmm. that. Which, uh, which almost happened in this episode. Yeah, so. exactly. Um, Leo, I'm not convinced the father is going to make it to the end. Um, right. I... I I kind of think that there is a fair chance that maybe Elizabeth ends up taking him out. And, you know, that somewhere along the way, you need something to be a catalyst for Huck switching sides, I think. And, mm-hmm. you know, whether that's, whether that's something like, um, Leo being killed or I don't know. Um, I mean, Percy possibly as well doing something stupid, but like don't know. Almost did I, I, <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, like you did almost did in this episode. I, I could agree about the sisters. There is a there is a distinct possibility you could end up losing one of the sisters. I think they're probably okay. Uh, Silas, I think he's probably all right for a while longer because I mean he hasn't joined rejoined the group yet. Whether he survives until the end of the show, I don't know. But yeah. Um, uh, as for the other people, yeah, I don't know. Um, and Elizabeth, again, I'm not convinced she's going to be around by the end because that would be weird if she kind of still was alive. Hmm. Yeah, uh, I don't know how that would actually work. Yeah. yeah. Unless she um, got arrested or something like that. But Yeah, unless she got arrested and taken away by one of the other groups and, you know... Huck was put in charge and they have her as almost a, you know, she pops up in one of the other shows as a sort of Hannibal lecture type character of being locked up and people going to her for advice. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I think Elton's probably okay. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if they got to a point where Elton actually, you know, if the CRM is still standing, but under say Huck's control or somebody or Leo's control or somebody else is running it as a scientific thing. It wouldn't surprise me if Elton ended up being there alongside hope possibly. That'd be cool. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, I was thinking, uh, I can't remember if I mentioned this last week. I, I do a lot of podcasts. I don't remember everything I say. Um, but, uh, the uh leo bennett's is it wife or girlfriend or whatever um, yes I, I i have some questions about maybe her survival especially yeah the, the way elizabeth spoke to her last episode of like we'll, we'll sort of get you something soon or whatever it was that she said about the test subjects uh so there, there is quite a few characters that could be killed off but there is a few that i think okay they're probably fine mm-hmm. but yeah at the, at the top of just just because of his encounter with the crm i would put will at the top of the list so yeah yeah, not necessarily killed by Elizabeth, but just in danger. So, yes. Yeah, uh, which again, him, him, Felix, and uh, Huck almost got shot in this episode alone. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, all right, that's what we've got for you for this episode of the Walking Dead uh, podcast for World Beyond. We'll be back next week for what would be episode five. Uh, that would be the halfway point of the season. 
and uh, we'll be back to talk about that next week as well in the meantime if you want to find other content that we do uh, you can find that on entertainmenttalk.org uh, that's for TV, video games, films and Manchester United podcasts as well um, so we'll see how all of that goes um, and look out for more podcasts during during the week and in, in the future and that sort of thing and you can find them all on entertainmenttalk.org you can also find us on your favourite podcast platform just search for Entertainment Talk you can either subscribe to the individual feeds or just the main feed and get all the episodes that we do so you don't miss anything that we do so check that out as well uh if you want to support the podcast and entertainment talk like i said you can either listen to more of the episodes we've got over five years worth and over a thousand podcasts so you know there's there's one or two to to choose from from over the years uh it's good to have a a catalog though so uh, just go and check it all out and everything like that if you want a bit of a guide there's a categories list as well if you look at the drop down menu click on categories list and that tells you all the different things basically that we do as well so check that out as well uh you can also tell other people that you know about the content that we've got either just tell them word of mouth uh just tell them what we do where they can find it or you can share the podcast around either by retweeting sharing or just posting them onto social media facebook twitter whatever you like to use that helps us out as well uh patreon if you'd like to choose that option uh one dollar three dollar level tiers ad free podcast review options take a look at that as well if you'd like to uh, for your TV and your film news, if you'd like updates on The Walking Dead and DC and all sorts of other uh, different things as well. I believe you went to uh, MCM, didn't you? I did, yes. I was at um, MCM Comic Con. The podcast actually this week, Geek Town Radio, is an MCM Comic Con special because I really didn't have the energy to record a full show. So <laughs> there's a lot of interviews up on that. There's some little clips with Tom Hiddleston from his panel on there. There is a clip from uh, Charlie Cox's panel on there. There is a, a f- longer interview with Mark Rowley from The Last Kingdom. There is also a video version of that interview up on the YouTube channel. And there is an exclusive interview on the podcast with Gabrielle Luna who you will probably know as Robbie Reyes or from um, Agents of shield and played ghost rider and uh he's in hbo's last of us series with pedro pascal and bella ramsey and uh, mm-hmm. i spoke to him for about 10 minutes one-on-one just chatting about all that sort of stuff so that was lovely to be able to just uh, have a conversation with him about all that different stuff so uh, that's all on the show this week There's lots of interviews Cool. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to seeing him in uh, The Last of Us, because obviously yeah. I'm a huge fan of those games. Uh, you can find all of that and more over on geektown.co.uk, sorry, geektown.co.uk, and Geektown Radio is the weekly podcast format. Those come out on Tuesdays, so look out for those. Uh, but if you're TV and film news, check out the website and all that kind of thing as well. Bex, uh, who's also been very busy lately, you can find her on Twitch, e- uh, not eTalk UK, uh, Twitch, Trista Bytes, Trista, B-Y-T-E-S, go and give her a follow over there for all of her streams she's still i believe doing tomb raiders on monday uh so go and check out what she's doing over there you can also find me on twitch as well etalk uk i'm going to try and stream a bit more regularly uh i'm playing metroid dread on the switch and i can't stream from that at the moment so you won't be able to see any of that but i did some uh darth vader or vader immortal on uh, vr yesterday which was really cool Uh, you can see that on twitch etalk uk and if you miss any of those streams you can find them later on YouTube Entertainment Talk players when I get round to uploading those. For all that, uh, thanks everybody for listening, and we'll be back with the next episode. Thanks, and we'll see you next time. Goodbye. Bye.